3: a football Friday live right here on the early line on sportsgrid and all across the Spiz Grizz network that includes sportsgrid.com slash watch where you can find your favorite destination to consume everything all across the grid let me say it once again a football. Friday—the two best words in the English language—and for the next three hours, we get you set for the second half of this season in the National Football League, that is now already underway. Week ten kicking off last night on a Thursday in Chicago. Football is football. As we welcome in, of course, Donnie right side as well. I am Ben Stevens. Donnie and I here together for the next three hours, up until 11 a.m. Eastern, to get you set for a football weekend. Week number ten in the Sunday slate. Donnie around the NFL week number 11 in the second Saturday in November with all the focus on Beaver Stadium and that Michigan football program not only because of the on-field excellence but the -the off-the-field issues and the saga that continues in Ann Arbor it's the second day Donnie of the in-season NBA tournament we'll break it down throughout these three hours so much to get to over these next three hours Donnie up until
4: 11 a.m. Eastern Yep, you can steal our signs, people, and use them because we're going to give out information that you need to cash in tickets today. So we're not going to define anything exactly. We're not going to change anything up here. We're not going to move the signals around. We're not going to do any of that. We're going to let you in on all the information completely free, and it's for your advantage this weekend to cash in some tickets. I can't wait. Let's get it popping.
3: The signs I just shared right there, Donnie, profitability mm. across yep. the board. Let's start with Thursday night football in Chicago. Frankly, it was the game we expected. It was rather ugly. 12 combined punts between the two teams, only one offensive touchdown, five field goals, and a missed 59-yarder in the final minute and a half of regulation for Carolina that allows Chicago a victory. First, let's welcome in our Sports Grid Radio audience here. Our number one of the football Friday live on TEL Sirius XM channel 159 all of our radio terrestrial affiliates now in the fold as well he is Donnie I am Ben and as you saw right there if you're tuning in on that TV audience all around the grid Chicago wins 16-13 it was a push that flat number of three Donnie as we predicted came into play and in the 30th primetime game of this 2023 National Football League regular season we have seen 23 Three unders, under of 38 and a half last night. Donnie at Soldier Field.
4: Yeah, the the line was three most of the day at the FanDuel Sportsbook, and then before kickoff went to three and a half. So congratulations if you picked up the Panthers at three and a half. Tough scene if you bet the Bears that late in the day. But the public, congratulations yesterday. The poll we put out, they said in mass, Ben, this game is going under the total, and I thought it was the right decision here. We actually got out to a decent start in the first half, but crumbled in the second half, 29 total points. This is exactly what we expected last night out of that football game.
3: Absolutely so. Again, one the only one offensive touchdown scored in the game. We saw 12 combined punts the two quarterbacks Bryce Young and Tyson Bagent combined to throw about 57% of their passes into a completion. We'll talk about the game a little bit further and the ramifications as well, Donnie, in a matchup that will have huge implications for the 2024 NFL draft. The Panthers now this year still one win only one and eight currently entering this Sunday slate tied with the Cardinals for the worst record in the National Football League a short Thursday night slate Donnie around the association a back-to-back in Indianapolis for the Pacers and the Bucks Indiana gets the win 126-124 the Pacers prevail in Indy despite 54 points and 12 rebounds from Giannis and Tentacumpo. Indiana wins outright, Donnie, as a slight home underdog.
4: How about the Pacers more wins in the season in the Eastern Conference here than the Milwaukee Bucks? Who would have thought that as the Bucks now drop to five and three? But also, shout out the Pacers, playing that brand of basketball that we all love, up and down, high tempo, totals going over, and a lot of fun. And a lot of fun included Giannis Antetokounmpo's 54 points in a losing effort. My goodness, if you would have gave me that box score before the game, 54 for Giannis. What did they win, by 50 over Indiana? My goodness, what a good performance in a loss.
3: Six and three for the Pacers yeah. this year. They went okay. outright as a point and a half underdog at home. Make that six overs in a row for Indiana over 239 and a hook last night. Donnie, an international affair in the association down in Mexico City between the Hawks and the Magic and it goes the way of Atlanta. As Tom Vecchio told you yesterday here on this show a big night expected out of Trey Young. The Hawks win by one. Holding on at the bitter end 120-119 Trey Young posts 41 points and eight dimes to lead Atlanta to that one point win.
4: Yeah, the elevation didn't kick into the end, Ben. 34-34 at the end of the first quarter. A second quarter that included 39 points out of the Hawks and 35 points out of the Magic. Then sort of came to a crashing halt in the second half, but it didn't matter. They went over the total in Mexico City, put on a big-time show yesterday, and a nice win there for the Hawks.
3: Over 232 and a half. The Magic do cover, though, as a three and a half point underdog. The Magic this year, Donnie Orlando, three and one against the spread as an underdog so far in this young NBA season. What a matchup we had last night in women's college hoops. The superstar that is Caitlin Clark leading her Iowa Hawkeyes, the number three team in the country. Of course, the national runner-ups from a season ago into a matchup, a top ten tilt against eighth-ranked Virginia Tech and Georgia Amor The Hokies, a Final Four team for the first time in program history a season ago. And Caitlin Clark posts 44 points. Maybe not the most efficient night for Clark, but she scores 44 of Iowa's 80 as the Hawkeyes win and cover as a a three-and-a-half-point favorite, 80-76. to
4: Yeah, only shooting 23% from the three-point line as a team for the Iowa Hawkeyes. And you're right, it was inefficient, but it's still a lot of fun. There's a lot of Allen Iverson there and Caitlin Clark. Look, you might not be getting the most efficient shooting statistics here, but she's going to keep pouring them in. And what's the most important thing? The Iowas are 2-0 in the season and a big top-ten win over Virginia Tech on a neutral court.
3: 13 of 31 from the field for Clark last night but still a big victory for Iowa 44 points the ninth time in her Iowa career that's 102 games now Clark has scored 40 plus DRS Louisville a top 15 team in the country that second best program right now in the ACC avoiding an upset at home yesterday it wasn't pretty but the Cardinals prevail over Virginia coming back in the fourth quarter Donnie scoring 17 points in that fourth and final stanza for the victory over the Cavaliers.
4: Just shows you how bad the ACC is overall, and also some of those bottom teams are rising up and snatching some victories or possible victories away from the frontliners. Nine and one for Louisville could have fooled me at this point, but I guess congratulations to them. They haven't covered a ton
3: as a favorite in ACC play. Virginia, a double-digit dog last night. The Wahoos get the cover, but still a big win for Louisville as they try to be that second team to play in the ACC title game. Donnie, back to the NFL now. Some news and notes from practice around the league. A huge matchup for Cincy at home as the Bengals host Houston on Sunday. No Jamar Chase at practice yesterday, but T. Higgins was there.
4: Probably both give it a go on Sunday, just trying to be cautious here. But they need both of those guys. Houston's going to come in there and try to score and pull that upset here. We'll see if those guys are fresh by Sunday afternoon.
3: And big news for the Longhorns. Quinn Ewers is back. He will start on Saturday in Fort Worth for Texas against TCU. Texas, a 12-and-a-half-point road favorite. A recap of Thursday Night Football, up next on TEL.
0: and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. I'm Cindy Lauper. My
5: psoriasis was all over, even on my scalp, which may mean four times the risk for psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentyx works on both.
3: Thursday night football kicks off week number 10 of the NFL regular season. The second half around the National Football League has now begun. Last night on a Thursday in Chicago, this is a football Friday morning on the early line. Donnie Wright's side as we look back at last night in the Windy City at Soldier Field we said it all day long we previewed the game so many times on yesterday's program with the idea that this was probably going to be ugly football and that's what it was one offensive touchdown between the two teams in the game five field goals between the two sides 12 punts combined and a final score of 16 to 13 in favor of the bears for most of the week a three-point favorite if you bet the favorite hopefully you got it there as Donnie alluded to before Four pro football today, Thursday night football edition. The hook was added on to Chicago. In that instance, maybe it jumped on Carolina to get a cover. But 16-13, to 13, the outright win for the Bears, Donnie. And the under of 38.5 comes through as anticipated as well.
4: Yeah, yesterday, like the Chicago Bears, ended up with a push there on the show. Also, like the under, that was an easy winner. But my favorite prop, to be honest, Ben, was Darnell Mooney going over 27 and a half yards. He did have four targets, which if you'd have told me before the game, he's going to get four targets. I would have said, yeah, he's going to get over 27 and a half just yeah. due to the routes that he runs. That didn't work out yesterday. A couple of buying low options for me on parlays, so close but no cigar. But I just want to start here, right? I've been one of the biggest proponents of Frank Reich over the past couple years. And for myself to say, one of the upper echelon coaches, this is exactly the coach you need for a young quarterback. And I'm not even saying he's not going to be able to handle Bryce Young. But let's just take out the evolution of Frank Reich here. With the Philadelphia Eagles here, one of the reasons why they went to the Super Bowl, that calming influence in the room, Carson Wentz was an MVP candidate under his tutelage. Fantastic. Goes over to the Colts. He was really good rebuilding Andrew Luck's career, and away you go. Like, man, I really like what he's got going on here. Just never could find the quarterback. Quarterback that could be his franchise guy with that revolving door of just veterans coming in and out. Love the fact he went to Carolina, and I said to myself, Ben, this is going to be the perfect guy to have a calming influence here. You're going to kickstart this team. You got a number one overall draft pick. This is going to be fun to watch. And I don't want to take out every game they played so far, Ben. Just fast forward to the fourth quarter of this football game where it looked like Carolina's offense was three yards in a cloud of dust and even throwing the football. It was terrible, it said. But the fact of the matter is you had a third and ten late in that game with three full timeouts, and you burn a timeout when the play clock was the only thing running, not the actual game clock here. So it's like that's odd yeah. because if you don't get this third down, you have the option to punt, or if you don't get it on fourth down, you have three full timeouts to get a stop, and then you can get the football back with a minute and a half to go and try to kick a field goal again. He calls that timeout, which is terrible, and then the play calling here. On third and 10, if you're dead set on saying, no matter what's going to happen, Ben, I'm going to kick a field goal here, let me just run the football for a couple more yards to make it closer, they kick a 59-yard field goal with light winds but also cold temperatures here that came up like 10 yards short. I'm saying to myself, are we sabotaging this? team for higher draft picks and I go oh yeah that makes a lot of sense you don't even had your first round pick a horrible night from Frank Reich all the way around Ben
3: yeah donnie that final offensive possession under two minutes remaining carolina has it on third and 10 in chicago territory bryce young makes a bad read almost picked off by jack sanborn but if they would have picked up a couple of yards on that third down then the field goal makes sense 52 53 54 yards still a long attempt but easier than 59 yards (laughs) in the windy city in chicago al michaels was stunned on the game broadcast that the field goal unit trotted out there for carolina so was i chicago decided to throw the ball donnie when they got it back on third and seven i'm thinking Eberflus, what are you doing thankfully tyson Bagent needles one in there for the first down and the end of the football game but donnie you're right The Panthers don't have much to play for the rest of this year. They are a 1-8 in football team. They will enter Sunday, week number 10, alongside the Arizona Cardinals with the worst record in the NFL. Now, the Panthers have already had their bye. The Cards have not. They're a slight home underdog at home on Sunday against Atlanta. There's a chance Arizona ends the weekend with a slightly worse winning percentage, but both of these teams only a single win this year. That's why, Donnie, it was a double win for Carolina yesterday and a double win for Chicago. The Bears have the Panthers' first-round draft pick this upcoming April in 2024. And that is on track to be number one, or number two, the Bears got their third win, but they entered last night as one of five teams around the NFL with only two wins or less this season. Again, that was part of the conversation. The Bears more than likely will have two of the top five, six, or seven first-round selections in 2024. Both quarterbacks, Donnie, didn't turn the football over last night through the air. Zero INTs for two guys that combined for six picks the week prior but neither through a touchdown Tyson Bagent now in the two wins he has started for Chicago well under the passing yards prop of 184 and a half last night finishing with 162 only a $1. buck 85 Donnie for Bryce Young and I think that's the further conversation for Carolina after this game on Thursday night not the outlook for either of these two teams can they make a push in the second half yada 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 they're not going to both are going to miss the playoffs both are going to have a high draft pick and Chicago will have that of Carolina so the fact Donnie that the Panthers might finish with the worst record or the second worst record in the NFL and not even see the positive benefit of that of having an early first round selection the questions will all mount around the value placed into Bryce Young Donnie at this stage very early in his NFL career but with the struggles he and the Panthers have had was it worth it so far to draft Young first overall
4: I I mean, look, it's it's very early in his career. If you're going to ask me now if Bryce Young is going to be a bust, I'm still going to lean towards the no. I mean, we showed all of that talent in high school and through college. He just needs to be surrounded with playmakers other than your best wide receiver being Adam Thielen and absolutely nothing left. We were watching the game yesterday at Bellworks doing the show live, and there was a catch by Michael, not Strahan, Strahan. One catch for 45 yards, and when he caught the ball, we all looked at each other and goes, Who's that guy? Never even heard of that guy before. That's what he's playing with right now. But also, when you're a bad football team, you're supposed to stack up draft picks here and you don't have them. Now, good for you. David Tepper is one of the most, you know, billionariest, if that can use that word, owner yes. in the league who can okay. pay for whatever he wants. And you are absolutely going to have to pay at the wide receiver position, the running back position, and upgrade that defense here. But it doesn't look good because what usually takes place, Ben, you have the number one overall pick last year, you go quarterback. You stink the next season, the organization goes, actually, that's not a bad thing. All our only goal here is to get some reps for the young quarterback to see if he's going to be a yeah. pretty good one and next year we'll get the number one pick again trade that for a boatload of picks here because somebody's going to take caleb williams and away we go with our franchise it's sort of a tough pill to swallow where you're getting pounded weekly here you're one in eight and there's going to be no fruits yeah. of your labor at the end of the year as opposed to getting high draft picks
3: the win total now for Carolina remaining is three and a half the over a slight bit of juice it is the exact same win total the Arizona Cardinals have entering their Sunday game at home against the Falcons you can see Carolina right now a very short number to have the worst record in the NFL they are now one six (laughs) and two against the spread booked as an underdog in all nine of their games so far this year Chicago gets their third win of the year but it's not like all right What do the Bears have down this second half stretch? Five and a half, the updated win total for the Bears, who entered the year with a win total of seven and a half. Donnie, for Chicago, who again, is going to have two of the top five or seven first-round selections in 2024. Their final seven games of this year should be focused on getting Justin Fields back, seeing if there is anything left in the experiment in Chicago before they have to make crucial decisions toward the future. Will Matt Eberflus be the head coach my guess is no I think Justin Fields can still be a successful quarterback Donnie in the National Football League but my guess is it's not in Chicago after 2023
4: No, and also, if you're going to get Caleb Williams as the number one overall pick, let's just say the Bears do get that. A lot of head coaches that might not have been interested in going to the Windy City's ears will perk up. Mm. Like, ooh, that doesn't look like a bad job. And by the way, shout out Miles Sanders, two carries for minus five yards. Congratulations, Carolina Panthers, on paying big-time free agency bucks for a running back and it not working out. Who would have saw that coming?
3: Shout out Cole Cometto, over 37.5, over his receiving yards prop. In all three games, he has started alongside Tyson Bajan.
2: All right, more on the early line coming your way next here on this Football Friday. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
6: Ask your doctor about Cosentix.
1: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com
3: slash metaverse impact. <laughs> The second half of the 2023 NFL regular season is now here. It started last night on a Thursday in Chicago. It wasn't the prettiest game ever. And by the way, we'll remind you, the 30th NFL primetime game of this year, either on a Thursday, Sunday, or Monday, 23 of them have hit the under. Something to keep in mind as you get ready for week number 10. In fact, Donnie Wright's side, 62% of the overall NFL games in the first half of this season came through with an under. You would be wildly profitable if you bet unders just across the board in the first half of this NFL season. Might we see an under in one of the marquee matchups? On Sunday in Duval County, it's Jacksonville and San Francisco. The total stands at 45 and a half. The under has a slight bit more juice than that of the over and Donnie the 49ers a three-point road favorite in Jacksonville both of these teams come off the bye week fresh rested ready to go but Donnie they entered their open weekend on very different trajectories Jacksonville the hottest team in the NFL winners of five straight San Francisco on a slide they dropped three in a row before their bye week Donnie
4: Yeah, we need a lot of help here for the 49ers. And again, this is some of the price points. We take a look at the FanDuel Sportsbook acting like as if the 49ers are coming into the bye week winners of three games in a row. It's almost like the losses don't actually matter at this point because they just think it's going to be a walk in the park to win the NFC West and the Eagles have a tough schedule and they'll be right there at the end of it here, which you might disagree with if the 49ers take a loss this weekend against Jacksonville. But let's take a look at, you know, the 49ers coming into this game off of that three-game streak where they didn't pick up any wins and coming off a bye. Yeah, you're going to get more healthy here, which means Christian McCaffrey, who had a couple of nicks and bang up injuries here over the past couple of weeks, he's going to be fine coming in. And yes, he will score yeah. another touchdown. Trent Williams returns back to practice, your superstar left tackle. Maybe he plays this week. And a Debo Samuel also with a questionable tag back to practice after that small shoulder fracture that he has. But if you look at the offense here the past three weeks, Ben, 17 points, 17 points, and 17 points. Not cracking even into the 20s when the two previous games there, 42 points against a very good Dallas defense and 35 points against a bad Arizona team. But also, if we're looking at the offense and saying that's got to click, Ben, you know what else has to click here? The defense for the San Francisco 49ers. Last game against Cincinnati, a buck 34 on the ground against him and 266 in the air. Minnesota, 74 yards on the ground, 378 in the air. And Cleveland, with a backup quarterback in a game that they lost, they give up buck 60 on the ground and 174 in the air. Something has to click. That defense is too good to give up that many points. And also... The Jacksonville Jaguars got a good offense. They got explosion there. They got a quarterback that can get out of the way of pressure. We'll see if that Chase Young addition really reaps the benefits this weekend. But I got to tell you right now, I'm leaning towards the Jacksonville Jaguars the same way I was on Monday. Travis C T N right now, Donnie. A rushing
3: yards prop of 65 and a half. The combo prop rushing plus receiving 91 and a half. He has been vital for this Jags offense on their five-game win streak. If the defensive issues for San Francisco continue on Sunday in Duval, maybe that's an angle to look. Donnie, you mentioned it. The first five games of this year, in which San Francisco was the most impressive team around the NFL, victorious in all five, they scored at least 30 points in all five of those wins in their three losses exactly 17 points but still over in four of the last five because of the defensive issues chase young expected to make his san francisco debut on the other edge across from his former college ohio state teams teammate in nick bosa as well Donnie, this year jacksonville six and two straight up also six and two against the spread. They have won in every game. They have covered in every game. They have won this year. Three of them as a dog, two and one straight up and against the number as an underdog as well. San Francisco was four, uh, four and one ATS in their first five. They of course have not covered in their last three. All losses booked as a favorite outright. Donnie, the shortest spread in favor of San Francisco since a one and a half point number week number one on the road in and- pittsburgh and of course the 49ers dominant on that day donnie this is going to be the game of the weekend the marquee matchup that i think we look back on when we meet again on monday morning that we will react to in a huge huge way if jacksonville pulls off the slight home upset i think two things come out of it donnie not only that san francisco is in trouble and maybe shouldn't get the benefit of the doubt that they're going to be there at the end of the road in the nfc postseason but also the jacksonville who would improve to seven and two is not just the champions of a weaker AFC South division, but maybe a true conference contender, Donnie, in the AFC.
4: No, this is a pendulum game here, and it could swing in both directions because the the talking points will be if the 49ers win, hey, they're back on track here, no big deal, just had a little bit of a hiccup here. If the 49ers lose, that's four straight games they've lost and also no longer should be up at the top of the hill here in the NFC, but also in the AFC picture, the Jacksonville Jaguars win this football game. I'm starting to talk about them as being like, you know what, there's a legitimate chance they can actually win the AFC, and yes, that does include teams like the Kansas City Chiefs here. If we look overall and say to ourselves, the defense here for the jacksonville jaguars really has to step up take a five-game snapshot here bad quarterback play against atlanta who they go up against that was on the first of the month of october 160 yards passing that's Ritter. that's what you anticipate last game they played at the pittsburgh steelers a buck 91 they gave up on defense here that's a bad mac canada offense but the three game sandwich in between here ben indianapolis threw for three ten on them 295 for New Orleans, and uh, what's the other one? 359 for the Buffalo Bills. So when I line this up, I say to myself, I want to say it comes down to Christian McCaffrey, and I think he's going to have a very good game, but this is a Brock Purdy situation. You haven't played that Uh well. I don't want to hear excuses well. I didn't have my left tackle. I didn't have Debo Samuel. You're getting both of these guys back. You should throw for 250 plus in this game and a minimum of two touchdowns just based on what I've seen from the Jacksonville Jaguars. We should be getting points in this game, but once again, it's predicated on which San Francisco offense are we going to see the one previous before the bye with three straight games under 20 points or are we going to see that team that played the dallas cowboys that was opportunistic and got into the mid-30s here let's find out on sunday
3: Maybe that's the correlated prop then, Donnie, for the Niners. 249.5 is Brock Purdy's passing yards prop. Oh, there are no okay. excuses. A full register and complement of those offensive pieces yep. under Kyle Shanahan's scheme. San Francisco's updated win total out of the bye, still high, 11.5. They are only 50 cents behind Philadelphia in the NFC title odds somehow, someway, plus 260 for San Francisco. Donnie, you can see the respect the Niners are getting from the odds makers when you look at that board. Six to one, the price to win Super Bowl 58. That is the third best number. Only a full dollar behind Philadelphia and a dollar and 10 cents behind Kansas City. The Chiefs are the favorites. The Jags not on that board yet, Donnie. But again, with an upset win at home in Duval on Sunday, I think that would change. Baltimore, that fourth best price to win Super Bowl 58 at plus eight. 50, what a weekend it is going to be within the AFC North, a divisional duel in the Charm City. In the Ravens now, Donnie, approaching a touchdown number. Six and a half points in favor of the Ravens. It was six for most of the week. Add on the hook, Baltimore, Donnie, nearly laying a touchdown at home. They would need to win by at least seven points or more, of course, to cover with margin.
4: They've been pretty impressive here, Baltimore. Winners of four straight games, 24 points on the offense, 38, 31, and 37. This team is coming in loaded for bear. Just take a look at that five-game snapshot that we can look at here. 125, 139, 146, 130, and two. 98 on the ground. This is going to be fun to watch here because that Cleveland defense certainly is no slouch, but you are talking about an offense that is high octane, one of the old Ravens that we used to take a look at. Right now, I'm not talking about back to the Ray Lewis days. I'm talking about MVP yeah. seasons here for Lamar Jackson where this team would just run you down and pound you on the ground and mix in some passes here when you're saying, you know what? I got to bring up eight guys in the box just to try to stop the football team. And also on the defensive side here, they have been absolutely incredible here, particularly against the pass. Fight last five games 202 through the air 104 181 123 and 253 here by detroit and by the way that 253 came in a blowout where a lot of those yards are being stacked up by the lions in the fourth quarter if i'm being honest right now if you say Take the records out of the NFL right now. The team that's actually playing the best football to me, not the Philadelphia Eagles, not the Kansas City Chiefs. It's the Baltimore Ravens. And I think they win by margin this weekend. I'm looking for them to win by a touchdown or more. Even though Cleveland is very good, Deshaun Watson did come back last week here. It's going to be a fun game to watch. It's still Baltimore for me, Ben.
3: Donnie, you highlighted... Why the offense has been so explosive for the Ravens. So why a total of 38 and a half, two of the three best scoring defense around the NFL. The Ravens, the best. The flock, the only team allowing less than two touchdowns per game on average. Cleveland, third best scoring defense, only allowing 17.4 points per game. The trend tail entering this football game. The Ravens, Donnie, still under a touchdown favorite when they have been under a touchdown favorite this year, four and one straight up and against the spread the Browns only a dog twice this year now a little bit of caution there because the two starts were against Baltimore that was Dorian and Thompson Robinson and with P.J. Walker at the helm they are 0-1-1 A.T.S. Donnie a huge game in the AFC North and a huge game in my estimation for Deshaun Watson you mentioned how great Baltimore is at defending the pass Watson's passing yards number on Sunday is 183 and a half. -hmm. If he can't go over that, if he can't lead the Browns to a cover, maybe even an outright win in this game, the Deshaun Watson conversation in Cleveland is going to ramp up just a little bit.
4: Well, he can always just hand off to Nick Chubb. Ooh, that's not going to work out anymore at this point. Yeah, he has to actually perform. And look, take a look at this, Ben. The highest paid contract for guaranteed money in the history of the NFL. The quarterback is now healthy in a big game, and they're going like, yeah, we don't know if he's even going to throw for 200 yards. Doesn't seem like yep. money well spent by the Cleveland Browns franchise overall, but perception can change into reality. Hey, Deshaun, go and show us like you were back with the Houston Texans. Give me 275-3 scores against an elite defense, and I'll believe you're back. Until I see it, I agree with the handle Sports sportsbook. Keep those numbers low.
3: This will be the fourth divisional game for both the Browns and the Ravens. Only two more after this upcoming Sunday in week number 10. Baltimore, the favorite to win the AFC North at minus 145. There's the graphic. We're back with more week 10 previews next.
0: and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. I'm
5: Cindy Lauper. My psoriasis was all over, even on my scalp, which may mean four times the risk for psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix
6: works on both.
3: I believe we are live right here on this football Friday on the early line on Sports Grid. I am Ben. He is Donnie. More Week 10 previews around the National Football League as the second half now underway. Donnie, that second half of the season for both Detroit and L.A. starts on Sunday in SoFi. The Chargers host the Lions. Detroit a road favorite they're laying that flat field goal number on the road the lions a three-point favorite and donnie so far in the opening half of this year in their eight games detroit booked as a favorite in six of the eight they are both five and one straight up as a favorite and against the spread when they win as the favorite side they cover will that trend continue this sunday and so
4: Yeah, by the way, I'm taking the Chargers here with the points. I think there's a legitimate chance that the Chargers pull the upset here, and we don't need the points. But also, when we're talking about points and laying them or taking them, there's going to be points in this football game. In a dome atmosphere, you're going to get two good offenses going toe-to-toe with each other. Now, you might take away and say, well, Danny, the offense didn't do that much. I just watched the Chargers this past weekend against the Jets. Don't worry about that game. Punt return, touchdown, short fields here, run the clock out, win that football game here. You're going to have to do much, much more for the Chargers to win this game against the Detroit Lions. I love the Lions offense. I think they have a fantastic wide receiving core. I think they got a quarterback that works in that offense with Ben Johnson pulling the strings as offensive coordinator. And also, a reemergence here of David Montgomery. I love Jameer Gibbs. But if you're going to use those two guys equally in the backfield and spell each one of them, that's a formidable offense going up against a very good pass rush here for the Chargers to sort of keep them off balance. But if I'm looking at this game honestly here, this is the time for the Chargers to say we're going to be a playoff team. They're in that crosshairs right now. Four and four. Do we go to five and four? Do we drop? another game back. We've won a few games here to get the vibes going. And also, for Detroit, there's no excuses here. You're not going on the road as six-point dogs. You're going like, hey, let's see if we can play well against the Chargers, and maybe we'll be one of those teams in the NFC that the Philadelphia Eagles and the San Francisco 49ers are going to have to worry about. Trust me right now. You go on the road as the Lions and beat the Chargers, you're going to get the attention of those teams up top by saying like, oh, this time we saw you against a pretty good football team on the road, you got hammered at Baltimore. You need to win this football game. But Ben I'm betting against it I don't think they're going to win this football game
3: see I am Donnie I have zero belief in the LA Chargers I don't give a damn the Bolts have won two straight games the Chargers this year 0-2 against the spread as a dog when they are expected to lose a football game they do and they do not even come close to covering they have one win this year Donnie one win this year does Los Angeles against another team with a winning record and that was week number three against the Vikings when Minnesota was winless. The Lions, when they have been booked as a favorite, have been very, very good. The game you reference in Detroit, the Lions were an underdog on the road. This time, they're the favorite. I agree. Each and every Sunday for Dan Campbell's Detroit team is a litmus test. I think the Lions pass another test with flying colors on Sunday in Los Angeles elsewhere Donnie around the NFL we talked about a huge game in the AFC North between Cleveland and Baltimore in the Charm City there's an AFC North team in action on Sunday as well and another big matchup the Bengals a six and a half point favorite at home hosting the four and four Houston Texans Donnie we have given CJ Stroud his flowers in this young Texans team under rookie head coach D'Amico Ryans all the credit but this is is a step up in the level of competition and on this stage. The Bengals enter, winning four straight games. They have covered in all four of those games, three as the favored side. Houston hasn't been an underdog, Donnie, since week number six, but from weeks three... Through six, the Texans won three of their four games. They were booked as a dog in all four. They won three outright then and covered in all four. Donnie, how competitive is this game going to be in Cincinnati on Sunday, knowing the spread is near a touchdown in favor of the Bengals?
4: It'll be as competitive as the Bengals' health actually goes here. If you tell me we go into mm. Sunday, I'm getting 50% out of Jamar Chase and 50% out of T. Higgins. Yeah, it's going to be real competitive at that point here. But this is one of those games where we talk about measuring sticks and step ups. And yes, they're a good story this year, the Houston Texans. And C.J. Stroud looks to be a fantastic young quarterback. But also, the ebbs and the flows of a young rookie quarterback in the NFL. Last week, you might say he might be the best quarterback in pro football, throwing for over well over 400 yards in that game, leading a comeback against Tampa Bay. But but let's roll it back the past two weeks before that 119 yards in the air and a loss to the Carolina Panthers you know how bad the Carolina Panthers are and they weren't able to pull yep. up that victory game previous before that they lose 20 to 13 to New Orleans who is a quality football team but you only throw for 177 here this is a tough spot here and Luana Ramo early in the week goes look This guy's got my attention. He's not sneaking up on us here. We're not going to get into the game with C.J. Stroud and say, man, he actually can make some of these really good throws here. We have the attention of him. Let's see if we can go out and press it. I look for the Cincinnati Bengals as sort of hitting the gas pedal at this point of their schedule. Now, a lot of people look at that six and a half and go, ooh, why hasn't it moved to seven? A lot of people probably betting the Bengals, and rightfully so. But this is one thing, again, the Friday practice reports come out. The most important report of the week, which is going to give you a telltale on who's actually playing Sunday. I would be surprised if chase and or higgins don't both practice today in some capacity which puts them on a path to play on sunday the houston defense is okay but joe burrow is absolutely on fire i would be surprised if the two big guns at wide receiver do play they don't cover the seven point line here at home
3: The props now available for our two quarterbacks in this matchup on Sunday afternoon in Cincy. It's 255 and a half for Stroud. It's 278 and a hook for Joe Burrow. Now, you will see the yards right there for Joey B. It was not a good start to the year, of course. He dug himself in a hole. Statistically, his Bengals team lost three of their first four games. Donnie, I will make this point. We have made it a few times throughout this week. Joey B has the fourth best price, or the fifth best price, excuse me, to win the NFL MVP at 9-1 to if he has a big performance. If he goes over 278.5 this week and leads the Bengals to a win and maybe even a cover by margin against Houston, that price is going to be much shorter for Joe Burrow when we return on Monday in that NFL MVP market. And Donnie, the Texan secondary might be ripe for the taking. The ninth worst passing defense in the NFL, allowing 238 yards per game. Joe Burrow has thrown for 283 yards or more, Donnie, in three of the last four for Cincinnati. Of course, four straight wins, eight touchdowns, only an interception, Donnie, in those last four games.
4: Yeah, by the way, scrolling, scrolling down here at our uh, little rundown, I do see a nice pick there on yeah. the teaser side here that I won't give away, but it's probably going to come from this football game, and rightfully so. You hit the nail on the head. When you take a look at the practice reports already coming out, Ben, it looks like a laundry list of injuries here for the Houston Texans and in key positions. You like Nico Collins at wide receiver? He has got a calf issue. Didn't even practice yesterday. You want Damian Pierce to be that hammer on the goal line? He's probably not going to play in this football game either. There are so many players in key positions that are going to be out here for the Houston Texans that I don't know how they hold up. So, again, if we're looking at that Friday report and I get full go for my big guns there at wide receiver for the Bengals, I don't see them having too much of an issue. Put it this way. Well, let's just say they are healthy and they just show up in this game. This game is close in the fourth quarter. Ben, I would be surprised by that. I don't know why this line hasn't gotten to seven yet, but I'm just basing it saying, hey, you know, he's a good quarterback. He could throw for a lot of yards. I'd go under on C.J. Stroud this weekend and over on Joe Burrow. I think they'll do very well yeah
3: the Bengals not exactly the best passing defense in the NFL 11th worst they allow about 234 yards per game but this is a big spot for the Bengals looking to win five straight and the Texans have been sensational this year and deserve all the credit they are receiving but again this is a different level of competitor on the road on Sunday in Cincinnati if the Texans somehow some way pull off the upset or maybe even mm. stay within the number their outlook to be a potential playoff team in the AFC changes drastically but a huge weekend in the AFC North with the game in Baltimore between the Ravens and the Browns, this one between the Bengals and the Texans in a game between the Steelers and the Packers. That Pittsburgh should win at home. They are favored to do so. Again, that AFC North remains the most competitive division in the National Football League. As we keep it rolling, Donnie, through the NFL on this Sunday slate. Here's an interesting game, by my estimation, in Minneapolis on Sunday afternoon. The Vikings play host to the New Orleans Saints. Both of these teams are a game above 500. Both are five and four. If Minnesota wins somehow, some way, Donnie, that would be five straight for the Vikes in six of their last seven. New Orleans trying to stay in front in the NFC South. The Saints, Donnie booked as a field goal favorite on the road in the Twin Cities.
4: Yeah, I think the Saints do end up winning this football game because sooner or later, the better quarterback, the more talented quarterback start to win out in the NFL. I don't love what the New Orleans Saints have been doing on this season, but they've been a great benefit here of playing a soft schedule and it is getting soft this weekend. So, what? hold on. Minnesota's won a lot of football games. It's not Kirk Cousins. It's not Justin Jefferson. That would be completely different. Still no Justin Jefferson back, even though they opened up his window to practice. He's still at least a week away from playing here in the NFL. And also, I like Dobbs. It's a really good story, but also, he hasn't been that great. And quite frankly, if he gets tackled on a fourth down scramble where he juked out 16 people, then you say, oh man, they lost to a bad football team. And what would that line be this week? I'm trusting the better overall team. It's the New Orleans Saints. I think they pick up the victory here.
3: DRS I'm kind of in love with what Joshua Dobbs is doing right now I've got this weird feeling somehow some way Minnesota pulls off the outright victory as you look at the Saints though and this total at 40 and a half New Orleans somehow some way has played to the over in two of their last three games I think it would benefit them if this game stayed under now I'm not sure I would bet the Vikings, maybe even getting the three points. I think that number could be pretty square on Sunday, Donnie. But if you're in a pick 'em league or something like that where it's a little bit low stakes, maybe take a look at the Vikes. But, Donnie, you look at the Saints here, a five and four team, the updated win total nine and a half. The reason the make playoff price is so large at nearly three bucks at minus 290 is because as they have been for most of this year. New Orleans is the favorite, an odds-on favorite now at minus 160 to win the NFC South. The Vikings plus 950 in their division. And, Donnie, the odds are growing shorter and shorter for Minnesota to make a return to the postseason. If they do so, that would be without Kirk Cousins for the remainder of this year. Donnie, do you think there is a potential for the Vikings to be an actual playoff team in the NFC this season?
4: There is, because I like to play that game and go to myself, well, I don't think the Minnesota Vikings are very good, but then take a look around what the Minnesota Vikings are challenged with yeah. here in that divisional race and or the playoff race itself. Why can't they just win a few more games and be in it here? That's the reason why we have a seventh wild card, because it puts questionable teams still in play to actually make the playoffs. So I would be foolish to say today, when you have a winning record on the Minnesota Vikings, they absolutely can't make the playoffs. But if we were just looking yeah. in a vacuum, I should be able to say, absolutely not. Josh Dobbs going to take them into the playoffs. It shouldn't happen, but there's a lot of bad teams in the NFL, and Minnesota, quite frankly, isn't actually a bad team.
3: And they've won five of their last six and four in a row. Donnie, there are only seven teams right now in the NFC that have a winning record. Minnesota is that seventh and final at five and four. Compare that to the AFC where there's eight teams with a winning record, but three more at an even 500. Nobody's an even 500 in the NFC. Everybody is either above that 500 mark, those seven teams we mentioned, or below 500. The teams that are looking up at the Vikings at the moment separated by a game the commanders and the falcons so again minnesota can stay afloat it's a plus 104 price for the vikings to somehow some way get to the nfc postseason and donnie as we talk divisions just quickly here we mentioned the afc north and how pivotal of a weekend this is everybody in the division has a winning record that is the only division in the national football league of the eight where that is the case we will break it down on the other side of the break some big news coming your way in college sports we'll talk about it next
2: sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
3: live right here closing out this opening hour of a football Friday on the early line on SportsGrid. I am Ben, he is Donnie and Donnie, the conversation that has taken over the sports world and all of college football the last two and a half weeks has been the alleged sign-stealing scandal in Ann Arbor for the Michigan football program. As we have detailed Donnie throughout this week on the show the Big Ten handed Michigan a notice of potential punishment earlier this week. Michigan had a deadline to respond they did so on wednesday evening basically warning the big 10 try us come after us and set a daring precedent around college football and within this conference as michigan donnie gets ready to head to happy valley for a top 10 tilt against penn state tomorrow afternoon this report from espn's heather dinich just a couple of minutes ago the big 10 is getting ready to discipline Michigan on this Friday, early in the afternoon, hours before the Maize and Blue gets ready to travel to State College, Pennsylvania. And as Dinich is reporting, it could be severe. A three-game suspension for the man on your screen, Jim Harbaugh.
4: If they're talking three-game suspension, that means the Big Ten found out a lot of information that we're not privy to as the public here as they can start the conductor investigation over the last week to week and a half at this point, which I laugh at that because if the Big Ten is willing to remove him from essentially the biggest game of their season so far and then also the Ohio State game coming up, that means what we actually don't know, it's probably one of those reports being like, hey, you know what? We're going to seal this year. We handled it. It's case closed. We don't want to ever open it up, which means it's really, really bad for them to act this way and it should be way more Donnie we have
3: so much to discuss in this situation we will do so in hour two and three again all of this around the atmosphere of a road game in Happy Valley tomorrow against Penn State Big Ten women's college basketball Caitlin Clark still that superstar we detailed at the beginning of the show 44 points for number three Iowa in an 80 to 76 victory over number eight Virginia Tech a matchup of final four teams from a season ago Hour two of the early line starts in 55 seconds
0: Across America BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas It's and not or See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
5: Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis, which could lead to psoriatic arthritis, but Cosentyx treats both.
6: Cosentix secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis 300 milligram dose and adults with active psoriatic arthritis 150 mg dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, add a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen.